SBS acknowledges the traditional custodians of country and their connections and continuous care for the skies, lands and waterways across Australia. You're listening to Australia Explained, an SBS audio podcast helping you navigate life in Australia. Yama, I'm Nairi Pakai, proud Wiradjuri and Māori woman and NITV radio producer. We are going to talk about the importance of First Nations weaving, one of the most complex and sophisticated examples of First Nations technology and culture is demonstrated through weaving. Here in Australia, we collect pigment from country, as in flowers, bark, sap, roots, all sorts of things. For different areas, you would collect different pigments. Weavers create objects of beauty, but the process itself is deep with cultural significance. In this episode of Australia Explained, we explore how weaving is a way to share knowledge, connect to people and country, invite mindfulness and so much more. Woven objects are as diverse as the First Nations weavers that create them. Each work is an object of significance that forms a visible tie between the weaver, their country and their ancestors. The weaving process begins by gathering and preparing local resources such as reeds, barks and plants. These are woven to form a pattern to create intricate objects like baskets, bowls, rope and nets. Artist and educator Sheree Johnson is a Gomoroi woman from northern New South Wales and has been weaving since she was 16. Weaving is just one word in English. In first mother tongue language, there's lots of different words for it because you're actually talking rather about the process and the product. But the actual really significant bit about what we call weaving the Western is the cultural knowledge that's held in the objects, knowing what plants to pick, what time of year, and also what's available for harvest to eat in a really sustainable way. Weaving is a social process. Different generations sit together to chat, share stories and learn cultural knowledge behind why people weave, so that future generations continue weaving stories, Miss Johnson says. The importance about weaving is not necessarily just learning the stitches and the process. The importance is actually understanding what you wove with, why those items were significant, what the object that you're making was used for, how to use it correctly. So there's so much involved in it. Weaving means different things to different people. Luke Russell is a Waramai custodian in the Newcastle area of New South Wales. His practice involves learning and passing on the tool-making knowledge of his elders through the construction of traditional bark canoes, fishing spears and other tools. For me, weaving and predominantly rope weaving plays a big part, especially with all of um, men's tools. Our weaving plays a part in securing, say, the ends of the canoe. It also plays a part in securing the different materials that we use to form together, like our fishing spears. If we're binding rock to use as, say, a spear tip, a knife edge, that's all secured by weaving rope. So contrary to some stereotypes, men are also involved in weaving. 
According to Mr. Russell, boys traditionally learn weaving skills alongside girls, starting from early childhood and continuing into their teenage years under the guidance of the matriarchal hierarchy. We had distinct roles, but that's not to say that everything was exclusively men's or exclusively women's. So for a young man especially who was getting taught to progress from what we'd say a boy to a man is when he would have to utilise all those skills and all the skills that he would have learnt up until that point were taught by women. Artist Nephi Denham is a Gitamai traditional owner from the Cardwell area in North Queensland. He has an art practice, but also weaves at home for the simple pleasure of sitting quietly and focusing on his art pieces. I've learned from my uncle. He's taken the time to show me how to make the uh, traditional lawyer cane baskets that we use up here in North Queensland. And it was from there that I've learned how to go out collecting, how to strip it into finer pieces and also setting them out in the four different sizes in order to start constructing the basket weaving. Weaving is a moving meditation. It's a way to visually diarise your thoughts. Real mindfulness comes from doing something with intent and pouring your thoughts into it, Sheree Johnson says. That's how our community would process things. We would process them together as a collaborative in love and in a really respectful way as a family. And that's what weaving does. It brings people together to sit to yarn. Sometimes in our weaving circles, people just come to drink tea to be around other sisters. Plant resources, such as grasses and barks, differ across the country. Therefore, weaving too differs stylistically. But the weavers themselves also bring their own flair and signature style to their objects, Ms Johnson says. And they use different pigments. Here in Australia, we collect pigment from country, as in flowers, bark, sap, roots, all sorts of things. So different areas, you would collect different pigments. And artists purposefully using the pigment to colour the woven fibre is really significant for that person and for that area. So typically, somebody with a trained eye can pick the region and sometimes even the artist based on the pigment, the style and the stitch and the material. The construction of a woven object can provide insight into a weaver's characteristics and skills. Sometimes you can even identify the artist by looking at the base of the weaving, Nephi Denham says. Many of our artists, including myself, we start off differently. That's how you can tell from the base of it and how we started, whether it's a left or a right hand weaving. So you can really tell who's made what. And you can really see whether they've taken the time to strip the cane more finer or they've just gone into rushing the process of making the basket. Cassie Latham is a multidisciplinary artist and master weaver from the Tangarong people of the Kulin Nation in Victoria. She facilitates First Nations-led workshops where non-Indigenous people are encouraged to engage and listen deeply. Having non-Indigenous people partake gives a greater understanding of where us as First Nations weavers come from, everyday uses from our ancestors, but it's mainly really important that they know that these workshops should be First Nations led and they should take away the importance of cultural intellectual properties of our knowledges here in Australia. 
Respecting protocol is crucial. While we can freely share our knowledge, it's important not to exploit it for personal gain. Additionally, we must consistently recognise and acknowledge the teachings of our First Nations mentors. Workshops are often promoted through local councils. You can search for First Nations-led weaving communities and weaving festivals that are open to everyone, Cassie Latham says. The importance of advertising that it is First Nations-led is a main thing. And then having non-Indigenous or basketry people coming in and, and working together, united, and learn from each other. And then with the workshops, I post on my Instagrams, and sometimes it's just word of mouth as well. Woven objects have now gained mainstream visibility. There are exhibitions and sales appearing in both major and small galleries across Australia. They are commissioned for private and public spaces, and even showcased on fashion runways. It's important that galleries showcase the diversity of First Nations cultures and environments, Miss Latham emphasises. The mainstream with weaving is actually a visual insight into the past, which is now the present, and all of us weavers are continuing for our future generations. So when people go into galleries, people do need to realise too that our weaving is Australia-wide and everyone has a cultural significant story with the weaving or fibres of plants. It's not all the same. And that's all for this episode of Australia Explained. I'm Nari Pakai, and until next time... This was an SBS audio podcast. For more Australia Explained stories, visit sbs.com.au slash Australia Explained.